0: I'm Amber Philpott from WKYT, and you are listening to another edition of Uniquely Kentucky. I am a Kentucky gal born and raised and love all things about the bluegrass, and I hope you do, too. If you have been listening, and we certainly appreciate if you have, you know that this is our fourth episode of Uniquely Kentucky, and we wanted to take a moment since we are in the middle of the Christmas holiday season, the hustle and bustle and talk some tradition among our WKYT family, namely, myself and the guys that I call my TV husbands, Chris Bailey and Sam Dick. And we just wanted to talk about some things that were important to us um, in our families and what we've been doing over the years when it comes to Christmas and also some things that we do together as a WKYT team for the holiday season. And something else during this podcast I'd like to share with you, a story that I produced for WKYT, with a gentleman who I absolutely love. If you ever need to know anything about Kentucky and its history, the go-to guy is Mr. Ron Bryant. He is a Kentucky history aficionado. He knows it all. I'm always amazed by the things that I ask him, and he always has the answer for something. So I produced a story for WKYT for Christmas, um, just talking about some of the Christmas traditions from Past days in Kentucky, things that go all the way back to um, the 1800s, things on the frontier, and just took a kind of a neat trip uh, down Christmas history lore. And Ron kind of answered some questions of why we might be doing the things we are today because of some traditions from years past. So that's a pretty interesting story, and I want to be able to share that with you. But ultimately, I just hope that you are having a wonderful holiday season and that you're going to be able to spend it with your family and your friends. And you're going to be able to forget about the hustle and bustle and just enjoy the magic of the season. So let's get to it. Let's talk WKYT Christmas tradition with Sam Dick and Chris Bailey. <laughs> Guys, thank you all so much for coming yeah, on. It's, it's an
1: honor, right Chris? It is. I mean, you know, this is yeah. one of the new podcasts. We're one of the first guests. We're not the first Sam, but you no, know what, I, it's no. okay.
0: I was holding out for a very <laughs> special place for both of you. Oh. So Christmas is very special mm-hmm. and we we spend a lot of time with each other. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of, we are family. And I think um, one of the things that I wanted to let people know is that we really talk about a lot of family things together. We know what's going mm-hmm. on, I think mm-hmm. pretty much in our families, and so Christmas seems like the perfect time to talk about that tradition. I mean, everybody has their own tradition. Yeah. So tell me about Sam, your family tradition. Thinking back to Christmases a long time ago. Well, you know, one of the things that
2: I really like to do that, to make Christmas special is to go to church on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. I just feel like it's really important. Uh, I've done midnight mass. Mm-hmm. I've rushed from the eleven o'clock news mm-hmm. trying to make midnight mass yeah. in Lexington, which is always interesting. Uh, Noelle and I were married in the Lutheran Church, so sometimes we go back to the church that we were married in, mm-hmm. in Centralia, Illinois, where she's from, and we go to like a 10 o'clock service. And if it's snowing outside, if Chris Even allows better. it to snow, yeah. it just gives you that feeling of of peace and contentment and, and just something special about going to church before the morning where you open up presents. That's, yeah. You know, it's, it's special. I grew up mm-hmm. in a
0: really small country church where there's maybe 25 of us on a good Sunday. So that was always very special is on Christmas Eve, we would go and that little country church all mm-hmm. lit up. Mm-hmm. The lights are down. We only have candles and there's something incredibly special about that. I mean, I can think back to very, very small when we would go do that and we mm-hmm. did that. And then we went and did whatever else we did mm-hmm. for Christmas Eve. And you're right. There is something really nice about doing that before the craziness of Christmas morning and all those gifts.
1: Is that something you started as a child, Sam? Midnight Mass I, and everything? I, you
2: know, I was raised a Catholic uh, when I lived in Louisville and I remember going to, to Midnight Mass, which was a really cool thing when you're like mm-hmm. six or seven mm-hmm. or eight years old to be able to stay up that late. And then you come out and it's like one o'clock in the morning. But the other thing that we do that I talked to you all about before is that's a, become a tradition is that we uh, get a Christmas tree for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because we have family come from all over um, this part of the country to come to our house for Thanksgiving. And so we've got some little ones. Some, some of my nephews are like six and eight years old. And I thought, you know what? Let's let them decorate the tree. I'll get the tree, I'll set it up, and we'll put Christmas lights on. We'll let them decorate the tree. And then they open up Christmas gifts on Thanksgiving Day. And of course, when you're that young, you just want the gift. I mean, you're, you're, you could care less than it's Thanksgiving. Sure. So it, t- it brings some Christmas home to me because I'm not going to be with them on Christmas Day. Sure. Yeah. So. You're
0: a mountain boy. Oh, yeah. Chris. Uh-huh. Anything any different See, in the mountains? I g- yourself?
1: <laughs> a few things. Mm-hmm. I grew up, like you, in a, in a smaller church. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was a deacon. Uh, we used to go on Christmas Eve to a little holler, and it's a holler, people, <laughs> all right, called Bee Tree. Mm-hmm. All right, where my mom's family is from. So we'd go up there, we'd do the, the Christmas Eve church thing, and then we'd go back. And when I was a little kid, I'm talking about little kid, I had all kinds of hair. It was longer than yours, Amber, at the time, which is hard to wow. believe. Hard to believe, mm-hmm. yeah. A, that I had hair, and B, that it was that long. But um, Santa would come twice.
0: Ooh. That's how
1: important I was, all right? As, <laughs> as Somehow
0: a, we knew that, as right? As the
1: favorite grandkid, because yeah. I would get Santa at my grandparents when I'm two or three, then I would go back home, you know, city kid in Sowersville, and then Santa would be there, had stopped there while I was asleep. Hmm. So that was really neat
2: yeah. to have two different
1: ones. And we always, you know, family was everywhere. and We kept that tradition up, you know, for a long, long time. Obviously as yeah. you get older, things kind of change. Mm-hmm. and you know family members pass on and move on and then uh... but yeah you know i'll still go back and, and at least get a little bit of that at some point leading up to christmas
0: do we have a favorite thing about christmas i mean i think all of us should probably say church Mm -hmm. and being in church and we've said that but is there something very special that sticks out to you just about the season and what comes along with it
1: i'm a christmas freak as you know you are i mean i you know i start i love collecting old christmas Mm -hmm. Ornaments or old historic Christmas uh, memorabilia, just things like that. You know, I'll go online and sometimes, and I will go on some of these auction sites, and I've got uh, I've got wreaths from the 1940s. Wow! Uh, Candles from the 1930s and 40s. Christmas cards that date back. You know, and it and it's really cool because you get to see other people's writing on there, and you have no idea who they are, who they're writing to, but you can see their these old historic Christmas cards from almost 100 years ago now.
0: And you have a ton of nutcrackers, right? You got a collection yeah, of those. Winter
1: has Winter when she was a kid was always in the Nutcracker. She was yeah. a dancer, still I mean, still dancer. And so she started collecting nutcrackers. We have 500 plus nutcrackers, probably. Wow. Do
0: you really? Yeah.
1: For, I mean, and they go from all sizes. I'm talking about two inches tall. We have four or five that are six feet tall.
2: Where do you keep them when you're not
1: celebrating Christmas? Uh, everywhere. Except,
0: they're, they're tucked except in closets. The <laughs> they're under the bed. They're yeah. No, no, no. We should do a yeah. story on that. Five yeah. hundred, roughly. Give or take. He's t- been holding yes. out on us. The best story that we could uh-huh. do for Christmas. I had Christmas. no idea it was that number. I've heard yeah, you
1: talk about it. Oh gosh, it's it's pretty. So crazy.
0: I kind of rival that because well, I'm I, not maybe five hundred, but something that's incredibly special to me is when I was little, my mom started me off with like my first like starter kit of ornaments, and it was oh, this yeah. like really big grouping of about fifty plus ornaments, and. And then every year, so I'm 38, my mom has bought at least one or two Mm -hmm. ornaments every year. And so now it takes me literally two days to unbox every ornament, put them up, but every ornament as it goes on the tree is so special because Mm -hmm. it has a story behind Mm -hmm. it. And my mom has also usually written in the box a message to me. So there's one for example. That's with sweet. two people that are on phones talking because I call my mom every single day at the same time between 10 yeah. and 11 mm-hmm. so that one is to kind of remember that oh, and that is definitely. so that is just like those are my prized possessions when I open that up every year I just I mean I've seen them for 38 years but when I open every one and I take the time to unwrap it and then it's so sad when I put it away mm-hmm. because you're packing them up and I won't see them again for a whole year you know
2: there's a story we should tell about her and that is that they wear PJ's mm-hmm. oh yeah Everybody. I think they even talk her husband Steve into participating. <laughs> we want pictures That's of that a new time.
0: tradition around. I know a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. And it's become kind of really popular, but my mom and I really wanted to do it. But in our household, especially in the Hill household with my husband, there's no red, it's only blue. Of course. Mm. So yeah. we couldn't wear the traditional red mm-hmm. pajamas. Yeah. We had to find yeah. UK yeah. blue ones. So That's he does awesome. participate for the one. Christmas Eve, sleeping in the Christmas morning, and then my mom and I just wear whatever pajamas the rest of the week that we want to wear that match. So Now, is there, they, is
1: there an hour quota that he, Steve has to have the
0: PJ? You know, front? he asks about that. So, is uh, there a time limit? I, I know. I, I say, well, how about, like, you know, an hour before we go to bed and about four hours after we get up, and then he wants to put something else on. So, so
2: I'm picturing that scene in Christmas Story where oh, yeah. he's got the, um, the, bunny the rabbit the bunny yeah. on, yeah. and his Steve. dad goes,
0: take it off, yeah. take yeah. it
2: yeah. off, and he goes running up the stairs. Yeah. Is that Steve? That's, That's Steve. Dave. That's him pretty much to
0: a T. Um, so you talked about what kind of tradition you kind of started sort of new with your family. Is there something that's a holdover though, Sam, that you've tried really hard to hold on to over the years and make sure that you've incorporated with your family and your kids?
2: Um, ornaments, we've got yeah. ornaments from back when, when I was younger. Not necessarily a little boy, but but when I was younger. And mm-hmm. then lots of ornaments. Noel and I have been married 23 years, so we've got all those, our first Christmas together oh, yeah. Yeah. and those kind of things. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, both my parents have passed on, but we always take a moment on Christmas morning to remember uh my mom and dad. Oh yeah. That's you know, great. take a minute to just sort of bow our heads yeah. and thank them for what we have Mm -hmm. as a family. It's awesome.
0: I think that's the one thing I miss the most about Christmas. I I had a very charismatic, boisterous grandfather who was known for always having a camera in your face. Mm -hmm. So the best invention to him was when the the, the cameras that you just click and then you click it to go to the next one. But when I was a child growing up, it was the Polaroid. Mm -hmm. And so the running joke is is that he would take all these photos, but you might be half in them, a Mm -hmm. finger (laughs) might be in them. But we miss that so much on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because you knew that he was always going to be there, so um, it, and that's nice. You know, to take a moment on yeah. Christmas morning when they can't be there with you.
2: And of course, my kids are all grown up, but when they were little, of course, we had the milk out and the cookies and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of things. And it's really special when you have them at that age. You know, we were talking to Chris Johnson while uh-huh. he filled in for you this yeah. week, talking about he's got, I think, is it four or five or six-year-old? Oh, yeah. who's just ones. old enough to really know that how much Christmas it's is gonna, coming. Yeah, it's coming. And so to experience that through the child, I think is really neat too.
1: Winter's fifteen now. We still go outside on Christmas Eve and put down little carrots.
0: I love that you do that. Yes, we talked about that. Still do it.
1: Aww, that's neat. You should keep doing that. Throw little baby carrots down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I'll be stalking her outside. So I'll be making sure she's all right. So I'll put some carrots out. What
0: about white Christmas? Because Mm. I know that every time that we get close to Christmas, you Mm -hmm. get out the white Christmas meat. Yeah. And that is so very important to a lot of people. And I actually had someone say to me yesterday in a story shoot, "Remember when we used to have snow on Christmas?" And I'm like, "I don't think that was." a thing every single no, right. time, and, but it seemed like it
1: was. what everybody already forgets, you know what, it snowed last Christmas. I know. It snowed on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. if you remember. It did. It switched yeah. over to snow that
2: evening. We we had just a little covering on the ground on Christmas morning. In yeah. fact, I think I was in St. Louis and it was headed your way. Yeah, exactly um, right. And That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can remember as a little boy in Louisville, I was maybe six or seven and my dad, we were snowed in, but my dad had to get someplace and walk there. And I had on those rubber boots with the metal clips. Oh I don't yeah, know if you remember mm-hmm. those? Yeah, absolutely. That you would like snaps. Oh yeah. And I just remember slogging through the snow, <laughs> you know, trying to keep up. And you know, this little precious memories like
1: that yeah. are, are neat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I get start, I, people start asking me about a white Christmas, like in, in July, fall. Christmas in, in July. July. No, those are snow days. <laughs> uh, and then as you get deeper into fall, but um, you know, Lexington on Christmas is really weird. Mm-hmm because we had our hottest Christmas ever, Hmm. 70 degrees in 1982. Wow. The very next Christmas was the coldest Christmas ever at, I believe, four below zero. So within one year, you had the hottest and the coldest
2: Christmas on record
0: but it is so very important to people. I mean, it people is. really it's, they just feel it's like it's magical. They need
1: it. yeah. I mean, it really is. And
2: So does Lexington magical. have many white Christmases if you go back the last tw- 10, 20, 30 years, let's say. N-
1: no, we don't. Uh historically speaking, we don't get a whole lot of snow. You go last year we had a little bit. We've had several Christmases where you've had like a trace of snow or some mm. flurries or something like that. Um, I believe our record for the most snow on the ground on Christmas morning is uh was six or seven inches actually from back in, I forget the exact year, but then in the 1960s. Hmm. Uh, but the pattern leading into this Christmas at least gives us a chance to get some snow this year.
0: That's good. Yeah. So a we got chance. that chance. We'll us. take that. Yes. Yeah. Let's do some rapid fire questions, oh, okay? Favorite Christmas song, we'll start with Sam. Silent Night. I'm dreaming of song. a white Christmas.
1: I was gonna go white Christmas too because I'm a weather guy, mm. I have to go white Christmas.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Favorite Christmas movie.
2: It's a tie. Uh, Christmas Story and White Christmas. Okay,
0: I'm White Christmas all the way. I may or may not have already watched it 10 times. Yeah,
1: this season. I would go White Christmas, but I have to go with the Bailey family. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful life. Oh yeah, I even have a village. <laughs> of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. That you
0: do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people, they wonder what we talk about in the commercial <laughs> break, and it. it could be anything, but we do do a lot of mm-hmm. movie quotes, oh, yeah. and you and I do a lot of White Christmas <laughs> yeah. movie quotes, and we also do a lot of movie quotes from, um, mm-hmm. I guess, The Christmas Griswold's vacation, Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. you name it. So We'll we, even
1: sing Sisters from we do. White we, Christmas every yeah, day. Yeah, we're going to
0: perfect that one of these days and do our own little dance with that. All right, favorite Christmas candy. And so you guys oh, get, um, my mom, candy every year. Mm. My mom for years, as long as I've been working, she brings a big old uh, two trays now of candy. So I'm yes. kind of She's very popular
2: old. in the newsroom.
1: She, she is. She? Yes. People
0: literally wait yes. to see when she, I've already been asked if the sleigh is coming and I told them it'll be here They next will come week. in from <laughs> their
2: vacation to be in the newsroom for yes. that moment. Uh, yes. Fudge. I lo- she makes some fudge. I think she makes Kay. fudge. I love the fudge. How about you, Chris? You know what?
1: I'm a traditionalist. I'm just going straight candy cane because I've been munching on the candy cane already. Candy cane?
0: See? I love candy cane bark. I do too.
1: I love anything oh. that has some candy canes in it. Noel brought some stuff in here the other day, Sam, that had a little candy cane sprinkled hmm. on it. Okay, that Stuff is so good.
0: I'm gonna go with my mom. She makes um, the coconut balls and yeah. then she also does white chocolate with cashews mixed in with mm. it. So Tasty. good. Um, favorite gift as a child?
2: See, when I was little, I was a little bit of a pyro. You got
0: coal I, in your Sam stocking. Was a pyro. I was a
2: little bit of a pyro. I like to light matches, and so, so I got a chemistry set. Oh, which was probably did you blow not, something up? No, but I tried to, <laughs> and it was probably not the best thing to give a fifth grader, but yes, I remember that chemistry set.
1: A
0: budding scientist.
2: Yeah. My favorite was a big wheel. Oh, the big wheel.
1: As a kid, how about that? A bit, it's a tie, because I, I was thinking about this. It's either the big wheel, or when I was two, I got my first radio flyer red wagon. Ooh,
0: I have one. Yeah. I still have it. Me too. I was going to ask. still have it? That's still. worth something. Yep. Still original. Have it. Yeah. Original. You know, but if you're a kid that grew up in the country like me, a big wheel wasn't so fun because you didn't have, <laughs> you paved have four-wheel ro- drive. Big yeah, wheel, you didn't you? have paved roads and you had rocks and it just wasn't so good mm-hmm. to go across. Mine was a kitchen set, and my parents will tell you it was the best money they ever spent. It was a full kitchen. Uh, it had the stove. It had the refrigerator. It had a sink. Everything. And they put it together in the stripping room um, when we were stripping tobacco, um, and when they brought it in, I just thought it was like gold. And I played with that up until, I mean, and then there was, uh, you could get Fisher Price food. Mm -hmm. And so my mom tells me, she said, that is the best money we ever spent for you because I literally was in that corner. If they couldn't find me, that's where it was. And so, and my mom probably still has it to this day as we're talking. Um, What did you get? Stockings were real big. And we still do stockings Mm -hmm. even as adults. So what would you get in your stocking? A paperback book. Like something I really wanted. Cool. Yeah. Small.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I got fruit, mm-hmm. believe it or not. I got, I got fruit, and one of the coolest things I ever got in a stocking was a stretch Armstrong.
2: <laughs> okay. a stretch, Do you remember Armstrong? stretch Armstrong? Yes. I don't remember. The little jelly filled
1: yep. thing that you oh. could just stretch and, until it would, you could, and I did pop it. So, yeah, oh. they can, you can pop a stretch Armstrong.
2: I had a GI Joe. Does that Very count? cool.
0: I always got um, a orange and grapefruits. Yep. And I always thought that was so special. And at the time, I really didn't put two and two together why I was getting that. But then I learned later on that, you know, my my grandfather always ordered fruit from the band. Sure. And that was always special. And so I always think about that now. And actually, I was just shooting a story the other day on Kentucky traditions. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, in the olden days, that was such a luxury to get. And Mm. it was kind of one of those things that was carried over. Because even for my grandparents, it was something really special if they got uh, really nice, like walnuts mm-hmm. or the oranges and the ground. Very grapefruit. healthy. Very healthy. Yeah. But then all the candy was at the bottom of my stocking on top of the <laughs> yeah, You had to dig through the grapefruit. fruit to get yeah. there, right? Um, we talked about this a lot today because I had a story on about a Christmas tree farmer, real or fake Christmas trees. I already know your answer. We season.
2: have one fake tree upstairs. It's small, but I prefer a live tree mm-hmm. or a, a, a real tree.
0: And you like to go to the place where you cut your tree and they take your picture, right? We
2: used to take the kids when the kids were younger to a place in Madison County, Mm -hmm. it was a farm. And they just loved it because you go out there and you find it and you cut it down and Mm -hmm. put it on top of the tree, on top of the car. and Yeah, so. When I was a kid, they
1: were alive. Okay. Because, you know, we were in the country. Yeah. And you'd cut down your own tree and uh, we'd go up to the head of the holler and you'd scout out trees for the next two or three years because you knew they were gonna grow. But as I got older, yeah, it was the fakes. Yeah.
0: Still I love the having the real stuff in the house, though, because it, it does smell really good. And mm-hmm. then my dad, a lot of sap. ever since I've been a grown adult mm-hmm. and had my own house, my dad makes my wreath from my front door. Oh, that's And it better. used to be from oh. cedar on the yeah. farm, and now they've moved to town, and it's from their cedar tree now. But still very, very special sure, and just something yeah. I'm really, really glad that we you know he does for me every year. Something that I've started with my dad is, you know, I ring the, the Salvation Army bell with yeah. him, sometimes twice a year. You've um, been that forever, too. I have. Right? We've been doing that now for years. And then that's also something that the three of us started doing mm-hmm. um, that we really just enjoy doing. And it's funny a lot of people say, well, you know, why are you doing that again? and Why are you doing that? And we do it because we love it. Like that's part mm-hmm. of what we do kind of as our TV yeah. family together, right?
1: And you get to see so many people and you know you're doing good, mm-hmm. you know. And and if you can use what, as I like to say, if I can use what little teeny tiny teeny teeny bit of celebrity you have yeah, to do some good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the perfect example. We for just right love there. seeing
0: the people. I mean, I think it always blows our mind that we talk about it out here and we encourage people to come see us. And, and people really do yeah. make that mm-hmm. trek to the mall just to come take a picture with us or see us. And that really means a lot to me, I think, every single time. Even if it's somebody that we see every single year that comes, it still means the world. And
2: I, I'm not a, a mall person. I mean, I go to Fayette Mall for what we do, and mm-hmm. maybe once or twice, you know, in addition to that during the year. But I love being there for those couple of hours when we do that. Oh, yeah. it's such a positive thing, and people are so friendly. They've got smiles on their faces, and to see the kids walk up to the kettle and put some money in awesome. is precious.
0: Oh yeah, So yeah.
2: And there are a bunch of them that do it.
0: Yeah, we've been doing kids. that for
1: what
2: five, six.
0: Oh, yeah, you know what? Since, I was trying I came to back. think, mm-hmm. and I guess so it's every as year long since as this you... will be our okay sixth year. Take thank goodness, Chris sixth is keeping track because I mean they thought <laughs> they, they called this celebrity. Kettle campaign, but we would do it even, I think, yeah. even if that wasn't this a part will of it. This be our seventh year. Well, that's great, mm-hmm. and I always appreciate seeing the other folks that are doing it because they're the folks that you know are standing outside. We mm-hmm. get to do it inside. So, anyway, guys, thank you all so much for yeah, sitting down sure. with us. We're family, and does this
1: mean we got to do it every holiday now?
0: Yes, <laughs> we'll have to keep coming. Bring up your candy canes.
1: Stuff. Me and Sam are bucking for a uh, monthly appearance on this. I'll bring show. my chemistry set. This, oh
0: no, we're we're gonna get <laughs> Sam the, a chemistry take set. the pyro boy out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has tubes. I really want to thank um, the fellas that I call my TV husbands here at WKYT, both Chris and Sam. I really appreciate them kind of sitting down and giving us an inside look at uh, Christmas in their families. I think it's always really neat to learn about what people do Uh, in their family for tradition, things that maybe they've started anew or things that they have done for years and they just keep that going. So I always really appreciate learning that about different folks. So I want to switch gears now and bring you a story that I produced for WKYT for Christmas. And I was thinking about what is an interesting twist on a Christmas story. And I got to thinking about a gentleman who I really adore I would just love to pick his brain about all things Kentucky because he truly is the guy that knows, it seems, everything about Kentucky. I first met Ron Bryant um, several years ago. He would always be a guest here on our afternoon show with Bill and Barb, and he would talk about – You know, we would have him in for for Kentucky oddities, just asking things about that or maybe, uh, you know, myths and legends at Halloween. And then a few years ago, I produced a story when we were sort of in the middle of eclipse mania and just kind of talking to him about past eclipse and what people – Um, in Kentucky thought of them especially in the very early years here in Kentucky and he was just a wealth of knowledge so I wanted to pick his brain about Christmas and talk about maybe some of the things that we do now maybe Christmas trees and stockings and why we do them and maybe how our ancestors and how the folks in early Kentucky times celebrated their Christmases. So I met him at a wonderful place. If you've never been to Ward Hall in Georgetown, Kentucky, please go visit it. It is a wonderful historic site, and they do a wonderful job of uh, taking you through the house, and you learn so much about it, and it's just beautiful and ron helps with the upkeep of that house and also again just a great historian and can tell you most anything about it so take a listen uh this is just a fun story learning all of us could learn a little more about the place that we call home here in kentucky and if you're not from here hopefully you'll learn something about our great state but here's a story about uh, christmas traditions from the past in kentucky at ward hall in georgetown the oldest greek revival mansion in kentucky the halls have been decked for the holidays most every corner of the 12,000 square foot landmark is decorated in period style it seemed like the perfect place to talk bluegrass christmas lore
3: okay, some of the oldest traditions that we celebrate christmas in kentucky of course came from our mother state of virginia
0: ron bryan is a kentucky historian and caretaker of ward hall He walked us through the home as we talked traditions then and now.
3: You never Put your stockings on the mantelpiece of the fireplace, they would have burnt up from the heat of the fire.
0: If your stocking didn't catch fire, what was in it would oftentimes be quite the gift.
3: If you got an orange, you would get it at Christmas time, and it would generally be in your stocking. And you would also have in your stocking an apple and nuts, and and that would be such a treat for the children.
0: When it comes to a tree, Ward Hall has this 14 and a half foot live beauty. History has it that the use of greenery has been a since the Middle Ages. Bryant says trees were a German tradition dating back to pagan times when evergreen was a symbol of everlasting life. In 1848, Bryant says the first published tree made decorated ones all
3: the talk. Actually, Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert, who was German, introduced the first Christmas tree that was published in the newspapers in England and it was also published in America. And the rage for Christmas trees started, especially with the very wealthy, and soon everyone was having a Christmas tree put up.
0: For years though trees were no more than a tabletop decoration slowly evolving
3: into tall beaming icons of the season. A lot of the Decorations of course now are very glitzy and very bright, but in the old days you would make your decorations and a tree even that size would be strung with popcorn. Of course the mice had a field day with that.
0: What about if you were naughty or nice?
3: Would you really get a lump of coal? If you had been a naughty child, you got nothing except something that would remind you that you were naughty.
0: Christmas is a celebration today, but our ancestors didn't always have a lot to celebrate. Those on the Kentucky frontier, Bryant says, were barely making it. One odd tradition?
3: One of the biggest things that Kentuckians and Virginians did is on Christmas Day, they would go out and fire off their guns because that was that was an actually an old superstition. It was so supposed to keep evil spirits away.
0: Bryant says another kind of spirit has been a part of holidays past and present.
3: And plenty of spirits to drink. In fact, that was one Kentucky thing that, that did not die out. On Christmas Eve, you would drink plenty and you would eat plenty.
0: So here's to you and your family and friends and however you celebrate Christmas and the holiday season that you do so safely and that you have a wonderful time and that you enjoy the magic that is the season. I certainly love everything about Christmas. I love the giving nature of the season and just that it brings out the very best in people. And I just wish that we could keep that going all of the rest of the year and all of the seasons but i'm truly thankful during this christmas and i hope that you are too and we just say thank you thank you for listening to uniquely kentucky we say thank you if you found us through wkyt thank you for being um, a loyal viewer we really appreciate that we'll be doing this in the new year in 2019 with new guests and new topics of discussion and as always, if you ever have something that you would like for us to maybe do on Uniquely Kentucky, just look me up on Facebook at Amber Philpot or look me up on Twitter and certainly just send me some ideas. We would love to include what you think in on this and happy to do that and happy to find the things that you think make Kentucky so unique. So again, thank you so much. We appreciate you listening. And until next time, have a very Merry Christmas and we'll see you in the new year or you'll hear us in the new year.